Welcome to the Uncanny Adventures podcast. Hello, welcome back to our Uncanny Adventures, and we are ready to play some more adventures in Ravens Hill. We have our adventures returning. Why don't we uh, do introductions? Hello, I'm Colin. I'm playing Krona. Hey, my name's Ian. I'm playing the Barbarian Dustin. Hi, I'm Casey. I'm playing Brielle, the Ranger Elf. I'm Dylan. I'm playing Camparia Culparanius, the Rock Gnome Druid. So last time on our game... Uh, the group made their way to the cemetery, even as the young acolyte Rufio begged them <laughs> to go back and help the magistrate of town. They decided that they'd better be better served going and dealing with the overall problem. When they arrived at the cemetery, they found a strange person dancing around playing a fiddle and many, many more undead creatures. They were attacked by a ghoul wolf. Dustin was taken over by a ghost. Dustin, unfortunately, in his state, ended up taking Krona's life. Bree ran from the undead. And Kimmy made a mad dash to a tree with her hands on fire, lighting everything in her path on fire, hoping that she could help stop what was happening. And in fact, she did. So when we ended, uh, the priests were found in a tomb. Bree convinced the head priest, after screaming at him, uh, about <laughs> what they had done to save the town, to try and bring Krona back. And Dustin was confronting this woman who they had manacled and left a sitting next to the side of a building and she seemed somewhat unresponsive. So you guys, you're still in the cemetery. Dustin has this woman by the shoulders, shaking her. Why'd you do this? She's not responding. She's just sort of flopping in his grasp. But the rest of you, what are you guys doing? What are you going to do? I'm still taking care of my burns. <laughs> the priest, uh, he has the acolytes. Um, they're they're taking Krona. They are kind of putting together some kind of makeshift um, like stretcher. They're gonna. They look like they're gonna try to carry him. Father Grimble comes over. He he tells Kimmy and Bree that the the plan is to take your friend back to the temple where we can do the ritual properly to bring him back as he is. Uh, this is not the place for that kind of thing. And I also need some gems for the spell components for this ritual. Mm. We, uh, we, we won't be paying for those, right? He looks, yeah. he looks sideways at Bree and says, oh, no, not after the service that you did for, for the town today and the people. No, this is this is a gift from Salune herself. Praise Salune. Meanwhile, you guys see Dustin off to the side. He's shook at the woman, and she's just mm. looking at the ground now, where her head ended. I think I put her down at this point when she's mm -hmm. unresponsive. She she sits like when you let go, she doesn't flop over. She stays sitting up, but she's just sitting there now, like looking toward the ground, eyes open. Hmm. I think Dustin says we need to take her back and lock her up and try her for her crimes. The priest says, um, that, that sounds like an excellent idea. I don't understand what magic she was using here or why she would have done this, but I agree. I think you should take her back and uh, find the sheriff and get them to deal with her. Um, Kimmy says, I, I, I don't know if... I don't know if that lady was the one who's doing it. What do you mean? When I when I when I touched her fiddle that she was using to raise all the undead, it tried to take me over and make me play it. Where is this fiddle? Oh, I I burned it. <laughs> don't worry. Oh. Uh, that's probably a good idea. What happened when you burned it? Oh, well, it just kind of Thankfully. And then all the undead died. And then she was like this. Interesting. 
I don't know what would have caused that. Mm. Very strange. Magic items are very weird. Do you think she's the one that locked us in the in the tomb? That's possible. Hmm. Seems odd, though. It seems like she doesn't seem... And he looks at her up and down. I mean, we all pushed oh. on that door. I... I saw something else, too. Uh, a cloak or something. A cloak? Mm-hmm. When I was coming up the hill, I saw her playing the fiddle, and then I saw a cloak disappear behind one of the mausoleums. And when I looked, there was no one there, but I swear I saw it. So she had an accomplice, perhaps. Hmm. Oh, no. That's not Maybe. good. No. Hmm. Also, Bree, you remember you uh you looked in the dirt by the tomb when uh mm. you heard the priest knocking and they ter- they scared you and Kimmy. Um there were footprints that kind of went up to the door, but they were like hooves, like a uh, cloven footprints and they went to the door, but they didn't walk away from the door. Well, and they were made after the the rubble was moved because there was the trail from the rubble mm. and then these footprints. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. It was it um like a from a two footed creature or a four footed creature? Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really don't like that. <laughs> Hey. That's unnatural. Actually. Um Jeanette. Yes, sir. Could Kimmy use her uh gnome cunning to try and figure out about this fiddle that we found? Sure. Oh, sorry, not gnome cunning, artificer's lore. Yeah. Uh, so whenever you make an intelligence history check related to magic items, you can add twice your proficiency bonus. Oh, I will make a history check on that. Smarty pants. That's why, that's why you keep gnomes around. They know everything. So it would be a 16 with that. All right. So, <clears throat> while you don't know exactly what this item was, um, mm-hmm. you do get the sense, having interacted with it, that it wasn't just um, like a generic kind of enchanted item. Mm-hmm. You definitely feel like this was at least a minor artifact. Like, it was powerful. And you're you're fairly certain that the fact that you burned it with magical fire was probably one of the few reasons you could have actually destroyed it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And magical artifacts are very rare and hard to come by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kimmy adds destroyed an artifact to her list of badges she needs to make. She's still <laughs> Is she still working on the one with the horse on it? Yes. <laughs> She's probably moved on to other ones for the moment and like postponed that because <laughs> Corona's kind of out of it at the moment. So it's like, ah, crap. Does, is she going to make a uh, first first party member death badge for Corona? <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, technically, Kimmy was the first party member. <laughs> Technic- okay, so she gets the badge. That's fair. That's fair. All right. <laughs> but she probably will be making one for Corona. <laughs> Has died. Has died. First party <laughs> member to possibly have cr- started the crossing over process and still have come back. She's also going to make a uh, killed a guy twice for Brie because <laughs> of Kirchega. <laughs> <laughs> and probably a got possessed badge for Dustin. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Just so you always remember. Dustin gets a little badge with his face on it and a ghost floating behind it. Just so I can always feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you'll never forget. Never, ever, ever forget. <laughs> All right. So, um, so the father and his acolytes get Crona uh, all rigged up on his mm-hmm. stretcher, and they tell you they're going to head 
back toward the um back to the temple what happened to uh rufio uh he's lying dead on the ground near where crona was dead Mm. they're they're also collecting like his remains for burial leader uh dumb boy what dumb dumb boy dustin says to the group in a quiet tone so they the, the they don't overhear us but should we go check on the mayor since we kind of didn't do that uh yeah i mean probably <laughs> well now that this is taken care of handled for now at least yeah we'll do that and then we can head back to town check everybody make sure everybody's all right did we the other thing and i don't know yeah. if dustin would notice this but did we want to check out the footprints? Like, wait, did they lead away? Like, can we do, mm. is there tracking? Like, they led up to the mausoleum. Never back away from. Oh. Okay. That's what makes it extra creepy. Oh, yes. That did they creepy. go inside? No, they literally went up to where up all the, the debris was shoved against the door. And then they were gone. There was no path away. You kind of looked to see if they went some, you walked around and there was nothing. There was no other sign of these prints. <sighs> Not excited about this. No. All right. So we're going to check on the counselor then. Counselor Merrick. Okay, so you guys uh, collect up your your things. Uh, the priest uh, Grimble looks around at the the mess that's left of the cemetery, and he says, "I will send some of the brothers back to start the process of cleaning this up and reinterring the bodies when we get uh, your friend back and uh, mm. Rufio's remains back to the temple." There's is much there, work to be done. Is there like a fence around the cemetery? There's like a wrought iron fence. Oh. I was going to say, I would suggest adding a fence. <laughs> like a wall. Yeah, a 10-foot wall of stone would be great. But you know, my dad has done construction before. You could always ask him. Oh, perhaps. Sure happy to. Perhaps we will have to speak to him, Kimmy. <laughs> That's, that, that is a very good idea, in fact. Hmm. We don't want... I mean, hopefully this is a one-time occurrence and the dead yeah. won't rise again. But, I mean, just in case, I guess you can never be too careful. Well, if there's an accomplice on the loose, it could be. This is very true. This is very true. Um, So you guys all leave together um, and head south down the road. You know that uh, you're you can walk as a group for a while because the priests are going to have to pass the councilman or the yeah the councilman's Mm -hmm. house in order to get to the temple, which is further south. Um, As you do, like you do see, you know, here and there, like a body just kind of flopped. Where it just dropped after it had started its way toward town, mm. but every time you come across them, like they're they're not moving anymore. They're back to being just unanimated corpses and things like that. Uh, and eventually, you kind of come over a little hill and you see uh, just down the road on the right hand side this nice estate house. Um, it's kind of got like a fence in the front and. You can see a couple of people kind of mingling about in the yard and they're kind of talking to each other as you guys are approaching. And and the fence is all covered in like pink flowers and things like that. It's all really nice and like detailed. Mm-hmm. And there's like a well right out in front of the house. So the priests bid you farewell as they continue on. And are you- they going to the temple? Yes, they're going to take Krona to the temple and they're going to start okay. the process of this ritual to bring him back. Hmm. Interesting. This map is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we walk up to this group of people? And I think so. What seems to be the fuss? Uh, an older gentleman turns around and he says, Oh, um, the, uh, the councilman, um, he's, uh, something, something, something killed him. Mm. Well, probably a zombie. Probably the undead, yeah. Well, um. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah. No, this was, um, it, it was this, it came through the wall 
and it left like this this slimy trail on the wall when it came through and it was and it was following him around and and the councilman was screaming something about no that was my father don't don't know i didn't do it to you my father did and he seemed pretty terrified of this this thing and uh we mostly hid in the back of the house and it chased him and it eventually must have gotten him do you have the body um yes we've laid it in the front parlor on the couch Mm. interesting Mm. at one point i think he called it grandpa (laughs) well yeah we we saw that before Hmm. Well, if this ghost <laughs> is probably gone, it, if, it it seemed to have vanished. We we when we came out, it, it was nowhere to be seen. We think maybe it flew away. Uh, Dustin thinks to himself, "Thank goodness we didn't come here because we weren't really good at killing ghosts." Yeah, right good, decision. <laughs> the correct decision. <laughs> correct decision badges for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, he says, "Do you could do? Do you need to see the councilman's remains?" No, but you should probably take them to the temple for religious purposes. Yes, we were going to send for the father and the priests, but we see them; they they seem busy at the moment. A lot of work to do. We'll we'll, we'll have to send the a messenger boy to to you know have them come back when they're free. Dustin uh, could offer... I mean, are we going to do anything else? If not, Dustin would offer to maybe just carry the body down to the temple. He's a big, strong dude. The man says, oh, that would that would be... Yes, that would be very, very uh, useful, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, let, let me, let's go inside and I'll gather him up and head down. All right. So I go inside. All right. So you go in and you find um, this old man. uh, His body is lying on the sofa in the front lounge. And it looks like uh, his, like the life force must have been just drained away from him a little bit at a time. His, Mm. His skin already has like this sunken look to it. Can I look around on the walls and see the slime? Is there like... Make a uh, perception check. Okay, let me. Uh, twenty-one or eleven. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, you look around and you do see like a little bit of residual, like in a couple places, even on like one of the windows. It looked like it must have gone through to go out or in. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of follow it around a little bit. You can see that uh, there's some slime, like kind of on the front porch. There's a couple chairs tipped over at the corner of the porch. Maybe he was hiding mm-hmm. behind them at one point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so I guess I'll pick him up and uh, with and respectfully carry him to the temple. Okay. So you guys proceed after the priests. And the hmm. acolytes, and they didn't get too far ahead. They're a little ways down the street. Let's jog after them. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! Kimmy will cast one of her new spells. She will cast Long Strider, <laughs> so we're all faster. So we catch up to them. Nice. So you guys, you guys, <laughs> double time it. All of your legs grow by like one one foot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's that's pretty funny. Kimmy with longer legs. <laughs> She's just the same size, just longer legs. That makes my character like seven feet tall. Oh yeah. He's a giant. <laughs> um while you guys are going, you guys can make me some perception checks as you're making your way down the road. Okay. Let's see. Uh seventeen. Okay. Look. 22. Whoa. Six. <laughs> so Bree is uh, not aware. Um, even Dustin, you're, you're kind of, you know, busy trying to, you know, 
carrying this guy. And and even though he's not a big man, you know, it's awkward because he's He's dead weight. Dead weight, yeah. Um, (laughs) Kimmy, you notice uh, off in the tree line, uh, you see it something moving at first and it catches your attention mm-hmm. and you do a double take and, and it looks like somebody's sort of watching you guys from like the tree line mm-hmm. and, and sort of following along and like you see the branches part at one point and then flick back and then you don't see anybody for a little bit. And then about three or four minutes will go by and you'll see like, again, like a shadow and you see somebody looking. Hey, yo. Anders, is that you? And you hear uh, heavy footsteps running away when you yell. Uh, guys, <laughs> I, I tell everybody who I saw and the footsteps. I'm like, uh, did they look like a half goat man? I did not see. <laughs> um, oh. From what you could see, it looked like um, this person was uh, had kind of crazy tousled hair that was like sticking up like the worst case of bedhead you've ever seen mm. big bushy facial hair that was unkept and like wild wild eyes <laughs> okay well i suppose i i ask if we want to go after him i mean we have long strider we could probably catch him are we still with the? Uh, you guys are still priest? with the priest yeah i mean we could we could Father, would you mind watching the recently passed counselor while we go investigate this person following us? He says, following us? Where? What? Over there in the woods. Um, all right, then. And uh, two of the acolytes will take, and they take uh, Beric off your hands, Dustin, mm, okay. and kind of settle him down. All right, then we book it. Double move. go. <laughs> All right, you guys bolt into the, to where Kimmy last saw him. So uh, somebody can make me a survival check to try to see if you can track where he's going to. Okay. Can I like aid? Is that a thing? You can do. Yeah, you can do the help action, Whoever which would it. give whoever's doing it uh, advantage. Do I roll survival too? Nope. You just or give them. I? You give oh, them okay. advantage and let them well, twice. I think Bree has it. <laughs> I will give advantage. <laughs> I might not have saw him originally, but now. I'll roll anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Double 16s. Nice. Pretty so good. As you run to where Kimmy last saw him, uh, Bree, you immediately pick up. Uh, you can see where the footprints are. You can see where the, where the you know, like twigs and stuff are broken, where he was following you. You see some broken branches. And you definitely see uh, the trail that he left heading back into the, tr- into the tree line because he just bolted. <laughs> Okay. Bree, do you know any like hairy men who live in the woods? Hairy woodsmen? What? I, I I swear he was a big hairy guy. I don't know. Do I know any? Um <laughs> Roll me an intelligence check. I don't know if that's the best. Should I roll one too? Yes. Since I, I'm a lumberjack man. Yes, Dustin can as well. Jeez. Holy Oh, thank Christ. Uh I know no one. <laughs> Dustin's like, um, and I'm pretty sure I'm the only one out in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) But Dustin, we met in the woods. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. Um, So just two of us. (laughs) Bree, you think, thinking about it for a second, you, you do know about this, this one, uh, guy who he doesn't stay in, in any one place very long. He's kind of a drifter. Um, he, has been sort of the the kind of crazy madman of Ravens Hill for the last decade or so. He pops into town at random. He is that guy that parents tell their kids about sometimes. Um, some people don't even believe he exists, but don't be like old man Joe. Yeah, <laughs> don't be like that guy. Um, but you you do know that there is somebody like like that he's out there, and he's just this. He'll come into town sometimes and just mutter about uh, people looking for him and having to stay out of the out of sight, and they're never going to find him. Um, but mostly, people just shake their head and think he's kind of crazy. People are looking for him because he's peeking on them. So, uh, 
you think you you think you remember uh, his name was Antrellis. Antrellis, interesting. Bree's gone. She ran away. Oh, sorry. A, does not sound like a normal crazy man's name. I don't know. It sounds exactly like a crazy man's name. <laughs> what is a normal crazy man's name? Bob. Good point. Oh, that's it, a normal name. It's the adjective you put in front of it. Like bushy brow and trellis. That sounds like a crazy guy. That's mm. fair. Well, crazy Bob sounds like a crazy guy. <laughs> what, what about Bob? Have Just ever, Bob. What, have you ever seen What About Bob? I'm Bob. No, I don't know. So, uh, but you you quickly pick up his trail and can see that he he basically looks like he bolted into the woods, um, heading toward the river. Okay. Does he live in a van? <laughs> he is. Bree knows that he is. He is pretty much known to kind of just uh, bed down in random places. Like mm. he has he has different like spots that he just camps. Oh, he likes to camp. He does like to camp. Okay. All right. So you guys give chase. Yeah. And we have long striders. So we have 10 extra feet of movement for every, every round of movement we got. Um, so you, you do catch up as he is, uh, running along like the shore of the river. Mm. Just kind of running down like the, the rocky shoreline of the, of the riverbed heading south. And he looks, looks he looks over his shoulder when he sees you coming. He's like, you're not going to get me. You're not going to get me. And his hair is all tousled and he's got like twigs and sticks coming out of his hair. Well, is it crazy, Bob? Because that uh, is his new name now. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it is in Trellis. Uh, you, you, you recognize him now that you get a better look at him. And he, and yeah. he, he is uh, his big, like ugly teeth. It looks like he's missing a few more than the last time you saw him. And he is just running full speed as fast as he can with uh, one booted foot. And it looks like at some point he must have lo- lost the other boot on the left foot because it's gone. Mm. Mm. Uh, Dustin will yell, Antrellis, Holt, I'm, it's been a long day and I am tired. I don't have time for this nonsense. Stop where you are. Nope, nope, I'm not stopping. You're probably some of the dead ones. Nope, not stopping. No, we stopped the dead ones. Mm. He keeps running down the. Can I try to catch him and tackle like him? Yes, you can. Uh, you can run after him and try to. You can uh, try to tackle him. So you can roll an athletics check to see if you can tackle him. Heck yeah, I got a ten. You got a ten. Let's see how Entrellis does. So you have nat twenty. Watch. Oh, it might be. Yeah, it probably. might be. Knowing Jeanette's rolls. Okay. I'm too. Bringy for you, young kids, to catch. Oh, you're not going to get me. <laughs> All right, so this will be great. Ha! I knew oh it. Oh my god! <laughs> what the? <laughs> so, and Trellis uh, sees you coming. You leap at him to tackle him, and he goes, "No, no, no!" And like he <laughs> gets like two steps forward from where you expected him to be. And you go face first into the water. Ugh. I don't even know what to say to that. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still running down the. This guy's the worst. <laughs> His big bushy mustache is just flopping as he's going. <laughs> I try to get up and scramble after him. All right. So- I- Okay, so he ran across the river, right? He's, he... he's he's still running, but it looks like he okay. it, it looks like he's like looking at the water, like he's thinking about diving into the water. Kimmy is going to wild shape into a riding horse, and with seventy feet of movement, is going to chase after him. <laughs> when you wild shape, he goes, oh, oh! <laughs> and he turns and he runs into the water. Oh, <laughs> he's running full speed into the water. But you, you do close the distance between you and him because he is not okay. as fast as Kimmy is a riding horse. And Dustin is, the horse goes bolting by as Dustin shakes himself off and gets to his feet and starts running after them, soaking wet. Top can, can I try and like pin him with a hoof or something? <laughs> you can, you can try to take him down. You can try to do like a trip attack on him. So you would do an athletics check. 
Not work. Okay. To, try to knock him. Oh away. no. <laughs> I do. Oh wait, I use the horse's stats. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot better. I get a plus three then. All right. Um. Oh. Twenty-two. Oh, nice. <laughs> So the horse knocks him over in the water and uh, he goes down and he kind of starts to like he goes under and then bobs up and he starts to float away. Make make another athletic check to like pin him. Oh, geez. He's going to go on the river and escape. 18. Hey. Pretty good. Oh, so he's trying to get away. But the horse, so he's like slapping, like slap fighting at the at the horse, screaming at the top of his lungs, freaking out. Demon magic, demon magic, get it away, get it away, demon horse. What's what's Bree doing while all of this drama is happening? I don't know. I'm having a lot of technical difficulties. I'm trying to figure them out. <laughs> So meanwhile, Bree stands on the shore and just watches this drum unfold. <laughs> Loading <That's> bar. <laughs> Hourglass. So uh, while this little uh, back and forth is happening, Dustin, you catch up to the horse and the crazy man who he's like the, going under and then coming back up and like swatting at the horse and trying to get away from it. I mean, I'll try to help restrain him. <laughs> Uh, I got some rope. Maybe I like get the oh. rope out. Like I'm gonna like I'm gonna tie you up if you don't settle down. Try to intimidate him. Maybe he looks at you with these big crazy eyes and he points and he's demon horse. <laughs> no, just not a demon horse. So you you can roll an athletics check to try to uh, to grapple him. Okay. Would he have advantage because I'm helping? Yes. Okay. Oh, 17. Oh my gosh, this guy is so slippery. Slippery when wet. Dustin away. And and this time because like Dustin gets between Kimmy the horse and him, he uh starts to float away from you guys as he's get he's what at if, his feet. What well, is I'm, Bree doing? Well, mm. she's going to try to help get him. Can I just say Bree has now rolled like three at twenties? Yeah. I wish we were what in the combat. Heck? All right. Having major technical difficulties, but natural when I need it up. That's the secret. All you need is yeah. major technical difficulties to get nat twenties. <laughs> yep. Hey, All right. I will take that trade off. <laughs> so uh so and Trellis comes up from going under and coming loose from both Dustin and Kimmy the horse. And he's mm. like <laughs> And then these arms try to grab him from behind as Bree comes out of nowhere. And he's like, ah! And she, you wrap him up, like, around the back. And he starts just screaming and kicking in the water. Like a little kid in a pool who's scared to drown. Get off, get off, get off, get off, get off, get off, get off. No, 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 no. What is your problem? Demon horse, undead creatures. That's not a demon horse. That's Kimmy. And the undead creatures are gone, if you haven't noticed. Hmm. He points at Dustin. Undead creature! No, I just have gray skin. (laughs) You know Dustin! He stops for a second. Make a persuasion check. (laughs) Oh, Lord. He does know Dustin, right? Does a crazy person know anyone? Mm. Point. Sorry, what am I trying to do? Uh, persuade him that he knows Dustin and Dustin isn't trying to hurt him. Oh. Uh, he yells, The beast oh. has many legs! The beast has many legs! <laughs> what? The beast has many legs. Why were you peeping on us from the woods? You are crazier than usual. I was watching for the undead, and you're carrying dead people. Yeah, they're dead. Oh. Not undead. Let me go, let me go. And did you notice that the dead haven't been talking? Dustin's talking to you. I don't spend enough time listening to the dead talk. I run away when I see the dead. Did you notice anything unusual in the woods today? The beast has many legs. What is the beast? Where's the beast? beast? It won't get me, I tell you. It won't get me. 
I we got you. You better tell Please. me where this beast is. He points at Kimmy. Kimmy, eat some grass. <laughs> let me go. Let me go. Did you see any goat men today? <gasps> no. No, I didn't see any goat men. But I saw the others talking about me. I know they're watching me. Who are the others? What others? I heard, I heard, that they, were, I heard they, they were wandering in town and talking about me. Hmm. Well, everyone's talking about you all the time. You're crazy. I'm not the one that's crazy. Are you Society's sure crazy, man. That's what a crazy person would say. Mm-hmm. They took my wife. They took my wife. Who's your wife? She's dead. I mean, so did they take her or kill her? She's gone. How long ago? Did they take her before or after she was dead? I don't know. How? When is the last time you saw your wife? When I was a much younger man. I don't think we're going to get anywhere with this guy. Did you see your wife today? No. Did you see my wife today? (laughs) No. Don't know who your wife is, dude. (laughs) Not sure. Who'd you see today? I saw the beast with many legs. He points at Kimmy again. It's not a beast. Kimmy. Turned into a horse. Okay. It is not my fault you call the beast Kimmy. I wild shape out of horse. Yeah. Oh no. I look kind of sad. See, no. I guess he doesn't like horses. No, he's just crazy. Mm. Don't like anyone. Why we call him Crazy Bob? Just <laughs> like anyone. People call my dad crazy too, but he's not crazy. He just, you know, he blew up a town once. It's no big deal. Who's your father? Gerald Hans. I sold him a, a cart once. Oh. Did you say a cart or a heart? <laughs> a part, I think. He looks he looks at, at Dustin and he goes, Do you deal in hearts? No. <laughs> I Dustin does not. Dustin deals in wood. Yes. <laughs> I give you the best wood from these forests. It's true. I have all the wood I want from the forests. I live in the I've seen I've seen Dustin's wood. It's pretty great. <laughs> a wink. <laughs> wink. <laughs> Let me go. I'm 16. They'll, they'll find me yeah, if you just... keep me here. Right? <laughs> what? This channel is pretty mature, right? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> um, Dustin turns to group and says, I think we should just get back to father. Mm. Seems like this was... Not a useful trip. I'm going to druidcraft a flower for uh, Mr. Antrellis, and I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to say, sorry for scaring you, sir. He, like, won't take the flower from your hands. And he's still, Bree's still holding him from around the back, and he, like, leans into her like, "Mm." (laughs) I use my extra foot of leg to lean up, and I put it in his hair. (laughs) (laughs) He's like twitching, trying to see it out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> his eyes bugging out. Wow. You, go. you look beautiful, sir. Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> Fine. Am I letting him go? Let- yeah, I think so. I'm letting him go. He immediately like runs back into the water and like gets in deep t- up to his chest and just starts like swimming madly away. <laughs> Like letting the current mostly do the work, but just like floating downstream, circling away. Don't drown. The beast has many legs. Well, I guess we should remember that. I'm sure it's a clue. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about getting that tattooed. It seems like a good saying. Hmm. Or like if we start a metal band. Oh, that'd be rat- awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. But first, you need to find a bard for your party. It's true. What well, do you mean? My, my, uh... I can play the bagpipes! 
Oh, I can play the plant pan flute. That's right. Nice. Bagpipes would sound pretty awesome in a metal band. It's true. That is very true. <laughs> they were very... And this Rough. is when the adventurers yeah. decided that they no longer wanted to be adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> we are now a band. And they go on their world tour. And, I mean, the adventuring life has not been a very good one day for us so far. No, it's been oh. bad. Nope. Maybe, maybe touring would be better. Maybe. All right. So you guys go back through the woods. Mm. Uh, you find the, the priests and the acolytes. They have uh, kind of collected up uh, the councilman and their... They had started proceeding along, but at a slower clip because they had now the extra weight of him as well. Mm. <clears throat> and you I, guys, uh, go ahead. I'll take uh, the counselor back. Okay, so you take him back, uh, and you guys eventually get to the temple. Um, when you do, you find uh, the front doors have been like forced in. Inside, you find uh, a bunch of bodies. Ugh. Including the one acolyte that Rufio told you had he had left behind when he told him to run. Who had been torn apart. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rufio. Rufio was not helpful. No. That's his one defining character trait. No, that's not true. He um, healed us a lot. Oh, that is true. He did heal us. He did. He tried. He, <sighs> he did his best, I guess. Mm. So... Uh, Grimble will take a uh, look around and he says, mm. this is horrible. Uh, we must put put their friend in, in the chapel in there, uh, put Rufio in there as well, and we will begin the cleanup. We will start the process of bringing your friend back as soon as we can. Uh, when he is all right, I will send him with an acolyte back to you in town, if that's all right with you. Mm-hmm. All right. That's Fine. Would you do you need help cleaning up the temple here? I mean, I think that we can do this. Perhaps I'm not sure how things are in town. Um, mm. I mean, I'm sure the sheriff and the de- and his deputies have things mostly in hand, but uh, they might they might need more help than we do. I think we can handle this. Okay. Let me go to the tavern too and make sure Andrews is all right. Hmm. Hmm. And he's too young to drink. No, his dad owns it, Dustin. His dad owns it. Yeah, yeah. That nine intelligence. (laughs) He lives there. Oh, it's his home. (laughs) All right. Not just because he's an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. So you guys... What's that? How long has it been, Jeanette, since we started? Because it was like late morning, mm-hmm. I think, when we were at the general store. Right. So like four or five hours? Yeah, it's 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 like now okay. getting to like to afternoon. So it's been Oh, so yeah. it's like actual the real time. Yeah, real it's life. about it's about this time of day. All right. You guys actually might be getting a little hungry. Like you haven't eaten since breakfast. You had an early breakfast yeah. and then all everything went to hell. And mm. So it's it's getting on to dinner time. <laughs> you might be a little hungry. Dustin's probably rumbling away in his stomach because you know he's a big yeah. guy. It's time to get to the uh, tavern, get some food. Mm. Yeah, well, maybe we want to stop by the banker's place. It's true. The moneylender. That's the one. I think he he owes us some money. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right, so you guys leave uh, the temple and you head uh, back across. Do you go back up north to the crossroads or do you just take the lower bridge into the farm country and go north along the road that way? Mm. That looks like a shorter route, so we'll probably do that. Okay. Yeah. So you guys head back that way. As you're crossing the bridge, you hear, mm. ah, you won't get me on! You see, <laughs> you see Antrellis float by. He looks like he caught like a log at some point. And he just goes floating past with his log, heading south along the river. You're not gonna get me. Nobody look at him. And I think Dustin just like face palms, like. Oh my God. And you just watch, kind of like out of the corner of your eye, you see him kind of disappear in the distance, still floating away. 
<laughs> At one point, like you hear a distant "ow," it sounds like you ran into something in the river. Nice. Uh, but eventually, you do make your way back to town, and you find that it things look like they got a little crazy here. Um, mm. Obviously, there was a lot of the dead. Um, you can see where some people are putting out a couple of uh, fires that started at some point. Um, the general store took a little bit of damage, but it's pretty well intact. Um, are the girls all right? The girls are fine. They're actually, you can see them upstairs in, in like the window of the house, like watching all the activity. <laughs> and um, their father is kind of helping and the mother's sort of going between the two up and down the stairs, checking on them. And uh, you see up in his upstairs window, uh, Mr. Gare, the uh, moneylender, uh, still up there barking down at the, the guards that he was paying to guard his shop. And he gets one look at Dustin coming and he ducks below the windowsill. And yeah, I was going to say, down. Dustin does like one of those big things where he like taps his chest with both hands and like puffs it out at him. Like, like don't mess. What, what are you? A little show of uh, testosterone. Hmm. Uh, Dominant. Yep. He just, he just, his head, you only can see like the upper part of his face, like over the thing now looking down. And, um, the, the guard that gave Kimmy the revivify runs over and he's like, Oh, it's so good to see you guys. Are you all right? Yeah. Mm hmm. The, the, the dead, the dead just start, they just started dropping a while back. They just started collapsing. Like, yeah, I did that. Yes. Really? That's amazing. Thanks to Kimmy. And and technically speaking, you also helped, sir, by bringing me back. That's good. He leans in and he says, "Um, I just wanted to tell you, um, I really wasn't going to charge you for that that thing. I actually actually pilfered that from his shop when when he first brought us in this morning. (laughs) And it was like sitting there with some other potions. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to. So let's just keep that between us. I can still make you cookies. I'd be totally okay with that. <laughs> and your wife doesn't have to know. Hmm. Yeah, don't. Because, you know, she's already complaining. Like, yeah, I'm not supposed has. to have sweets. Like, I'm supposed to stay away from sugar. But, did we ever ask his name? I don't think we did. I don't think so. What's your name, sir? I'm sorry. I didn't catch it. I'm, I'm Eric. Eric. Okay. Is that with a K or a C? With a K. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Hmm. You seem like a C type of guy. Because <laughs> of cookies? Shh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> he, he actually changed it because he wasn't supposed to have cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, I, she didn't want any reminders of, like, cookies. <laughs> I have an addiction. I had a nickname as a kid, but, you know. They call me Cookie Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> That's like, uh, okay, time to get some. Food. All right, let's get to the time. So the hangry is starting to set in. So you uh, go past uh, the general store, leaving Eric and the other guards that uh, are still clearing out around the moneylender shop and uh, helping with the little bit of fires that are left. And um, you find the the weary knave, the tavern set kind of off to the side down one of the little side streets, and you actually see uh, Anders is like out on the porch like sweeping the porch uh, he kind of stops and he like bends down and picks up like part of a bony arm and he kind of <laughs> hawks it off the porch and into like a pile and then he keeps sweeping as he goes <laughs> master throwing skills just gotta stay in <laughs> practice it's true Kimmy makes sure her hair and everything's all right. She takes off her little her little cap and like, oh geez. She looks at it. She's like, oh no, there's there's a little bit of like uh, soot and stuff from when it, the, the, there was a the fire. That that's just normal. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like her her dad's always covered in soot. It's like, uh that's just that's just home. So as you guys approach and you get maybe about fifteen feet from the porch, Anders. You know immediately when he hears you because he stops, spins around, and has the broom in hand like a sword. He's like, ah! <laughs> oh, hey! Put that away. What? Oh, hey! <laughs> he drops hey. it. Hi, guys! Hey! How's it going? We beat the undead, Anders! Wow! Really? Like, so what happened? Mm-hmm. You went to the cemetery and... What happened? 
Well, there was a lady with a fiddle. Uh huh. And Bree distracted all the undead with her amazing ranger skills. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Dustin also really helped in that regard. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and Krona used his body as a shield. Uh-huh. And I I went in there and I, I took the lady's fiddle mm-hmm. and I climbed on a mausoleum and there were skeletons chasing after me and I set it on fire and all the undead just stopped. Yep. Hmm. Hey. And I cover the bruise on my head. And I did definitely didn't dunk my head and get knocked unconscious. Oh. Hey, where's where is Krona? He uses his body as a shield. Yeah. Oh. Uh the father's helping him out. Oh yeah, he'll be fine. Did you leave the cat the lady with the, the father too? Yes. Oh, what do we do with her? <laughs> we left her there. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. We left her in the cemetery. Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't say anything, but I, I don't know. I assume we let, let the father take her. Yeah, that was my impression. What's going to um, happen to her? She will He's have a fair trial. Right now. Hmm. <laughs> left her in the cemetery. <laughs> Oh, oh shoot! God. We forgot something. We'll be back. <laughs> well, stay there. Yeah. He's like, yeah. The sheriff came back about an hour ago, and he was saying how um, things weren't as bad. You know, like he was down at one of the farms. They had a problem. Like somebody, somebody, uh, their chickens were all dead, and they were checking to see whether it was a kobolds or a fox. And they really thought it was a kobolds, but the sheriff thinks it was a fox. Oh, those kobolds are nasty. Yeah, and then the sheriff, uh, he he said he was almost back to town when he ran into the first set of skeletons. And he was like, he didn't know what was going on. But we told him where you went. And so uh, he was dealing with some stuff here. But he was looking for you all. If you didn't come back, he was going to send a, a search party for you. Hmm. Should we go check in with him before he gets worried? Well, I'm, I mean, you know, you guys look like you're a little worse for wear. What about, I mean... What if you go inside and have my dad make you something to eat? And I'll go tell the sheriff you're back. Oh, that would be... That's a smart boy right there. Okay. And Dustin just walks I, by him, goes inside. I can go with you, Anders. Make sure you're all right. Hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure, if you want to. I think the sheriff's just down the street. He was he was uh, just uh, near the fountain, like, dealing with some stuff. Okay. All right, come I'll on. Go, I'll go get food with Dustin. All right, so Anders and Kimmy run off to go find the sheriff. You guys walk in, and uh, Anders' dad is kind of uh, kind of cleaning up a little bit. When you walk in, he looks over and he's like, "Hey there, Dustin, uh, Brielle, how's it going?" Hey, I need your darkest, saddest beer <laughs> and a plate of food, please. All right, no problem. Uh, yeah, Anders was telling me I, I owe you a thanks. Uh, he said uh, you guys helped him up at the bridge. Ah, he was fine. Yeah, no, he's he said he had it well under control, but you know that <laughs> your your timing arriving was was very helpful in, in helping cause distraction for him. Yeah, yeah, I think we just made it easier for him. Yeah, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so he he starts. You know, he pours a, an ale for you. He looks at Brielle. He's like, "And you, what would you like?" I'll have a beer too. So he takes, Sorry, a, takes a second stein, pours another one, walks him over, puts him on the table, goes in the back and starts firing up some food. I drink like half of it in one sip. Like, <sighs> meanwhile, Kimmy and Anders, you're uh, you're running like down the street. And you see up ahead, uh, you can see in the distance, there's the this the memorial fountain. It's uh, just kind of sitting. It's got like a hedgerows around it and a little like stone path that leads up to it. And uh, you see the sheriff. He's this bigger man. He's uh, Sheriff Mortimer. And he and a couple deputies are loading bodies into a couple carts. Okay. And Andrew's like, there he is. All right. Let's go talk to him. All right. He grabs your hand and runs with you to go up to him. <laughs> Sheriff Mortimer, sir. Hey, they're back. Kimmy's here. Kimmy. And the sheriff turns what? around. What? Kind of, 
kind of wipes his hands on a already dirty rag and he's like, oh, hey, Anders. Pats him on the back. Kimmy. Hey. Hey. What? Sheriff, sir. Hello. I hear. Uh, what What the hell were you all up to? I Anders said that you were running to the cemetery to deal with something. Yeah. You know that music that was going around this morning? Um, I mean, I heard a little bit of it when I got back to town. Hmm. Well, there was a lady at the cemetery with like this magic fiddle. Mm-hmm. And it was raising all the zombies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I destroyed it. Don't worry. Excellent. And what about her? He looks around. Uh, well, I, I think she's at the temple with Father Grimble. All right. Uh, then we'll have to go and get her. And you see a couple of uh, the townspeople that are listening. And they're like, one of the guys leans in and he's like, we should string her up for this. People are dead and injured. And the sheriff's like, calm down, calm down. We'll, we'll deal with that. No, don't don't get all up in arms about it. We'll have to go f- talk to her and see what happened and why this happened. I should mention Mr. Sheriff. She seems kind of non-talkative. But when I, when I touched her fiddle that she was playing, it tried to... You know anything about magic, Mr. Sheriff? Like, uh, not a mind, lot, no. can, mind control type mm. magic? No. I, I think it might have been something like that, maybe. Oh, that's that's terrible news. <sighs> Who would do such a thing? We don't know. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'm going to send a couple of men to retrieve her and bring her back to the jail, and I'll see if I can't get her to start talking. Mm. But I appreciate what you did, and <laughs> it, you, sh- you should be more careful taking risks like that. And when I see your friends, I'm going to tell them the same thing. Everyone's all right, though, right? Yes. That's good. Everyone is perfectly fine. We're still we're still <laughs> assessing, uh, making sure uh, your father's fine. He he, <gasps> he rigged up some, uh, it was fairly interesting, contraptions to, to keep the undead away from the building. Uh, that sounds like Gerald Hamp. <laughs> there, there was a few of them that he splattered with some kind of counterweighted watch. I don't understand it, but... He's he's all right. He's uh helping with the cleanup. He's he's got, you know, that all under control. He was asking about you, but if I see him before you do, I'll tell him you're all right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Sheriff. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I'll uh check up on you later. Hmm. All right. This whole time Kimmy is clutching Andrew's hand. She's not like go. <laughs> he's just standing there like watching and listening like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then you guys bolt back off to the bar. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you guys kind of can relax a little bit. Uh, a lot of people around town are doing like cleanup and things like that. Um, you guys get some food. You're able to just take a rest, and then. Thank um, goodness. But it's you realize it's going to probably take you know a couple days of like cleanup and downtime to just kind of get things back sort of in order here in town. Mm. Um, so you do get word from the temple that when, uh, cause when the deputies come back and they bring the woman, um, mm. they send word that Krona is going to be okay, but he needs yes. a couple days to rest and recover. Yeah. Because while, while the, uh, magic ritual was able to bring him back he just needs to coming back is a is an ordeal so he Mm. needs to kind of work through that and and so it'll be a couple days so you guys kind of get a little chance uh to sort of rest and recuperate and settle back in before you decide what your next move is going to be so (laughs) during that time jeanette Mm mm-hmm can me and Anders go to that lake sort of northeast of town? Mm-hmm. And I'll invite Bree and Dustin if they want to come too. Eh. And okay. Oh, geez. Good. It's just me and Anders. <laughs> <laughs> I use, I use, stupid. I use magic stone and uh, we skip stones all across the lake. He, he enjoys it. He actually at one point produces a slingshot he made. 
and he, and he gives you a second one and he's like i made us i made us each one he's like those stones that you can make are really cool and i thought that this would make them even better it definitely will <laughs> he he'll take them and he shoots like he sets up targets like he runs around the other side of the lake and sets up targets and stuff and really like gets into the fun of it oh. <laughs> <laughs> excellent so um so what's uh like all right dustin in town what's your living situation like like mm. your your house where do you live uh i either think so i don't know i always imagine dustin is like the only person from the lumberjack company that got sent out here or maybe there's like a small amount of us but i i think he either has a really small like bare bones shack or he shares like something slightly bigger with some roommates okay i could could see him having like a small like space to himself maybe in a in like a group of small places yeah yeah Yeah, exactly so something like that and like i think he's friendly with them but you know Mm -hmm. like maybe they sit around drinking a beer but i don't know if you'd consider them like super close friends you know co-workers you might have yeah yeah we go to happy hour it's <laughs> along amicably with them but okay so you've got your own little place and what about like brie like i know you're you mm. are more from the forest but like when you do stay in town because you do on occasion have a place what's your place kind of like like do you rent a room That's from someone Probably because she doesn't stay in town for long stretches at all. Do you maybe rent a room like from Kimmy's dad or? That's what I was thinking too, actually. That actually makes sense because that would. Mm. That's how they probably got to know each other in the first place. Because the age difference is massive. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, Uh, only like 100 years. Closer to 200 years. Oh, geez. Oh, my God. 200 and something. You're 14. I'm 16. Thank 16. you. 16 and a half. Yeah. So, but we also have similar interests of nature yeah. and stuff like that and animals. So, yeah, I'll probably stay in at her dad's place. Okay. But most of the time I spend in a my little cabin in the woods. Fair. Mm. I figure for for um, the couple days after all this goes down, you know, you're probably staying close to town, keeping close to your friends in I'll, case something else goes crazy. Yeah, I would go back to my house just to check up on things. But yes, I'd spend most of my time in town. OK, so a couple days go by. You guys kind of uh, help with some of the cleanup. You, uh, oh, yeah. you know, get word on on Krona every day about how he's doing and he's doing better. He actually. uh it sounds like he'll probably be back in a day or two, but he's doing all right. Um, they bring the woman back to town during this time. And there's a lot of people that are like immediately up in arms and like they want to like do something about her immediately. Like they don't care that she's not responding. They don't care that she has nothing to say in her defense. Um, but you do hear as more people kind of get a look at her that some of the older residents recognize her. Yeah. And even Bree kind of recognized her and they call her the Raven patient when they do. <gasps> the Raven patient. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. I think Dustin actually empathizes with her a little bit. Mm. Uh, and like, maybe like if he's just shooting the breeze, with some townsfolk, he's actually like, oh, like, we should really hear what she has to say and not anything like that. And I think it's because, like, he was possessed by a ghost. And then Kim said th- that the fiddle, like, kind of took over their mind. So, like, that shared not being in control, I think he he has empathy for her. Uh, Do me a, a favor bit. and roll, you can roll me a pers- uh, persuasion with advantage as, like, a, okay. you're trying to almost talk some people down who seem like they're pushing for her to be executed quickly 
I got 11. And I, yeah, and I think he's not saying that we shouldn't do anything, but just like we need to really have a fair trial and all that. Well, 13. Uh, yeah. Advantage, yeah, you got so. 13. Yeah. So um, there's some people that, that kind of don't want to hear what you have to say, but you do kind of calm down, like especially like there's one night when you're kind of at the at the tavern and there's a couple of people that really get up in arms and they mm-hmm. and like the, like the second night in and they really want to go and like march to the jail and just kind of drag her out. And you just sort of manage to calm down the ones that are less like the rabble rousers and then sort of muscle the rabble rousers out and clunk a couple heads to kind of convince them to leave it alone. That sounds about right. So So, I found it. Okay. So Brie, what do you know about this? She is the, the Raven patient is the sole survivor of a gypsy massacre that happened 85 years ago. During the massacre, the bodies were mutilated and, like, nasty. Okay? To put it... uh, And then she was sent to Briarwood Hospital, which is a mental hospital. And everyone in town just knows her as the Ravenwood patient. Did no one else take notes from Jeanette's little synopsis? Kimmy would know. She's <laughs> only 16. Uh, wrote, Jeanette made a synopsis before we started, and I wrote down everything. I know she did. But Bree uh, would know this because you would have. As... Bree would know this. Yep. Maybe that's why I wrote it all down because I've been around longer than any of the rest of you. This is true. As soon as Jeanette mentioned gypsy clothing last time, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but Kimmy wouldn't know. She's, you know. Yep. So is the hospital, the hospital on this map? No, the the um. So the hospital is in the town, the city of Briarwood. Briarwood is like the, uh, the capital city. It's okay. you know, it's miles from here. It's probably about a hundred miles mm-hmm. to Briarwood. This is you know, right. get here. How did she get here? Yeah, but the mm, hmm. I don't know. We have to go on our first long trip to the city and find out. Mm. Ask the asylum people. <laughs> Dustin's from Briarwood. Actually. Oh, yeah. So you would oh. you do know like that the hospital exists yeah. in the town and stuff like that. Thank you for joining us for Uncanny Adventures podcast. Come back next time to continue our adventures.